All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome into Daily Faceoff Live, a Friday edition of the show. As always, it is brought to you by Botano, and as it's been for the last couple days, Frank, we are coming to you live from the Seagram's VO Select Whiskey Studio. It's Sponsorship X. It is All-Star Weekend, Frank, but that did not stop the league from making some serious noise over the last, what, two hours? It's been a crazy morning, honestly, between a trade, a coach firing, and also some significant league and international play news. Yep. Hold on to your butts. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to have a little mid-season award roundtable coming up in a little bit with our friends Matt Larkin and Stephen Ellis, but we cannot waste any more time. Let's get into the first big piece of news from today. And if you're going in the order in which you broke them, it's the second piece of news. But the Jets landing Sean Monahan from Montreal. You are vindicated, Frank. You got roasted on Twitter for saying killed. that. <laughs> you got I mean, killed. social media, all, for, yeah. for like two straight days, my mentions were like, man, whatever this guy's smoking, I want some. And well. if I had it, I would pass, honestly. <laughs> but when you look at um, the situation that the market had presented yeah. with Sean Monahan being a really attractive center option, having a great year on a cheap contract where, look at this deal. The Montreal Canadiens did not need to retain salary in order for him to go to the Winnipeg Jets. They get that late first-round pick. The conditional third-round pick, 2027, just a nice little bonus if the Winnipeg Jets win the Stanley Cup. And in Canada's Cup drought, you get a third-round pick in 2027. I think this is a curated selection for the Winnipeg Jets. This is a perfect fit in terms of what Sean Monaghan brings. He's responsible. He's smart. High hockey IQ. He's you know certainly wins battles around the net. 95th percentile in the league in terms of high-danger shots. That's exactly the guy you want to add for a Winnipeg Jets team that maybe was one centerpiece away from being 
a not a Stanley Cup contender, but a favorite. It's very easy to look at their line chart and be like, oh, yeah, he slots in here. And, you know, Nemesnikov now, a little bit less pressure on him to be a top six guy. He can focus more, I guess, on his label changes like a middle six guy. Monahan slots in perfectly. We obviously love the work that Kent Hughes did here. Like, you get a first from Calgary just to take Monahan, and then you flip that into a first as well. Like, that's just... These are the kind of moves that accelerate a rebuild, in my opinion. But it would have been easy last year for the Montreal Canadiens, Sean Monaghan injured for almost 60 games, and say, you know what, we'll just let you become a free agent. No, they re-signed him for this exact opportunity. It was to give him a chance to, to work his way back, become a good player again. There's only so many teams in the league that could provide him that kind of ice time and opportunity, kind of sight unseen, not knowing where he would be with the injury. They give him that. He enjoyed his time there. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Sean Monaghan is on the Montreal Canadiens list to bring back in the summer. But in the meantime, you can't turn down the first-round pick. You have to get that. So um, just a great piece of asset management is what I would call it from Kent Hughes in this case, getting the first to take him on, now getting another one to send him away, and – now this is what's going to be a pretty exciting time for the Montreal Canadiens. You can start to think about what the rest of this year looks like, and we'll have Stephen Ellis on a bit later to talk, um, our prospect analyst. But like you can start to see Lane Hudson being in a Montreal Canadiens uniform later this season. And by the way, I mean, no one's going to say this too loudly, but taking Sean Monaghan out of the lineup kind of helps your draft lottery odds too. <laughs> little bit the uh, daily face-off draft lottery tracker that's up at the site it'll uh I think Montreal is going to be helping themselves like you said quite a bit there one more quick thing on the Jets no money retained in this one Winnipeg doesn't have Montreal keep 50 percent of Montreal only had one retained slot left so that was part of it they didn't want to retain and more than that that's what made him such a more attractive option than Henrique who's at 5.8 if you're sub two million boxer um in that case you know you're that's it's pretty easy for most teams to fit in. You can find a way. And so now Montreal has a retained slot left. They can either retain on someone else that they have or they can be a facilitator when it comes to the deadline. Yeah, a really key piece of info in all of this is Sean Monahan has a new home. He's going to Winnipeg to help the Jets with their cup push. The Western Arms race, you can call it, continues, Frank. And the LA Kings are one of the teams that we kind of thought, you know, they're, they're maybe on the fringe of that arms race. Are they going to be one of the serious contenders in there or not? Well, they go and make a coaching change. It's the fifth coaching change of the season in the NHL. It's been an absolute bloodbath from that perspective. McClellan, the Kings head coach since 2019, back-to-back seasons of losing in the first round to the Oilers. But this is a Kings team that early in the season was looking like a wagon. They hit the skids. Is this a fair reaction in your mind? I think this is an overreaction, but I think what it does is indicates to you the kind of pressure that the LA Kings and their front office are feeling after those back-to-back first round exits at the hand of hand of the Edmonton Oilers. They needed to take a step further this season. They made a seismic trade last summer, the PL Dubois trade. That's part of what has helped set up the jets to be so good this year is Mm -hmm. that depth that they added. Dubois hasn't worked out. They made some big bets on their goaltending and It started out really nicely for Cam Talbot, but he's fallen back to earth in the last quarter of the season. And they they could they hit a rut where they suddenly couldn't score either. And you're thinking all of that talent, how is this team gonna find a way to work itself out of it? And I just don't know that they believed that with Todd McClellan and the way he wants his team to play, that they could ultimately figure that out. I think that's in the long run, 
probably going to be a mistake. I think Todd McClellan is a top five coach in the NHL. I think the Edmonton Oilers figured that out when it took them a few years to figure their stuff out. But, um, you know, this this Kings team needs to turn it around. Missing the playoffs this year, which they're kind of on the fringe of now as a wild card team, is simply not an option. No, not at all. So Jim Hiller is going to take over as the interim coach. The Kings said in their release it's for the remainder of the season. Are you surprised they went that route and maybe didn't chase a – Woodcroft, Barube, one of those more did they say it's for the remainder of the season? I believe the release did. Yeah, I I thought I I and I'm not questioning you. I just thought that they. I think I remember them saying it's a pivotal time in their season. Okay. So, um, could certainly be the case. I don't. I'm sorry, it is just not to cut you off. Jim Hiller, interim coach for the remainder of the season from oh, Kings okay. PR. There you go. So, uh, thank you for clarifying. I, I mean, I I'm surprised honestly that you wouldn't then kind of take the next. Also, by the way, All Star break. Lots of guys. No, I don't mean for us. I just mean in general. There's there's free agent coaches that are sitting there. You could have someone new in place on the other side of the bye week and and be ready to roll. I'm kind of surprised that that's the step that they're going to take. I would love to share what Matt Larkin's reaction was in the hallway to another piece of breaking news, but a little bit too profanity laced for uh, for this program. Jim right? Hiller, so. by the way, uh, he's been an NHL assistant coach for the last ten seasons. So. Certainly, perhaps ready for the opportunity. He spent a long time in the NHL, including four years here with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And he's getting a crack to take over with a hell of a talented roster. It's just a matter of them finding a way to figure it out in a very tight top part of the Western Conference. Uh, let's go again. We're kind of moving in weird chronol or not chronological order, but news about best on best hockey returning. Frank, let's break this up kind of into two parts. But first, the NHL has plans for a best on best tournament in 2025. Give me the details. So. That's, I believe it's called the Four Nations Cup or Four Nations Tournament. Um, we're still not 100% sure on the name yet, but this has been in the works for a long time. Mm -hmm. So next year, 2025, no All-Star Weekend, which is going to be sad for all the All-Star haters. And we're going to have a four-team tournament. I believe it's being hosted in Montreal and Boston. It seems like the response I got after putting that out was that, that may be a touch premature. Those are definitely two of the teams in the mix, but they need to go through a formal sort of bid process with some tourism boards, apparently, that I kind of jumped the gun. Uh, but those are very likely to be the two places that this tournament is hosted, and it's going to include four teams, at, four federations, as the name would suggest, the U.S., Canada, Finland, and Sweden. And the idea, everyone's saying, well, why not Russia? Well, Russia's had an ongoing war with Ukraine, unprovoked, and because of that, uh, and the sensitivities, the geopolitical sensitivities that are related to that, my understanding is Finland and Sweden both said to the NHL and the NHLPA, if Russia is participating, we're not. So then you're taking out, you know, adding one to take out two, and there's no real way to do it and make everyone feel good. It's tough for, you know, some of the other nations, uh, Czechia, Slovakia, Germany. Yep. Um, you know, if it's hosted in Boston and no David Pasternak, like that, that that's tough. And I get it, but I think this was the best solution for what the NHL hopes is a temporary problem. I'm just a little bit disappointed it's cut off at four. Like, I would have liked to see an event with a David Pasternak in there. And the Russian thing, you're right, it's different, it's geopolitical. But when you look at the top ten scorers right now in the NHL and the names on that list who wouldn't be in this tournament, I, have, I struggle calling it best on it's best. It's not best on best. Yeah. That's why it's this is not a best on best tournament. Fair. No Russia can't be best on best. Yeah. So what we're looking at is 2026 Olympics. That's the next true best on best tournament. And the fact that we will have gone from 2014 all the way to 2026, 
without true best-on-best international hockey, to me, that is – you can talk about the lockouts all you want. That, to me, is the biggest stain on Gary Bettman's resume is the fact that we went almost, you know, more or less the first half of Connor McDavid's career and didn't see him get to play for Team Canada – on a best-on-best tournament. That is insane. Yeah, we've outside of Team North America, we've never seen McDavid and McKinnon team up. We've never seen McDavid and Crosby team up. It's a damn shame, but the other part of this was that in 2026, the players are coming back. Frank, is this ironclad? Is this, like, going yes. to happen? No, or Are they going to trick yep. me again? Because no. I've been fooled before. Well, look, they were they were in, in good faith, I believe, planning to go to Beijing in 2022. COVID obviously put a big halt to that, and I understand why. But um, they're... You know, this is that's part of the announcement today, and, and why they're going to have players there, and makes sense. We're it's gonna, exciting. Yeah, twenty twenty six and twenty thirty. Then you can start to think about twenty thirty four, Salt Lake City, back in North America. Like, you can start to kind of piece everything together, and you're in for a nice decade of international hockey. Which, by the way, we go twenty twenty five, this four nations, twenty twenty six Olympics. Then we're going apparently twenty twenty seven. Um, World Cup of Hockey? No, sorry, 2028. We're going to go Olympics, World Cup, Olympics every two years. Nice. And then I think in between, they're going to be uh, all-star games. And by the way, um, to your point, you wanted to see more teams in this Four Nations tournament. To to pull that off in a 10-day period of time, like they're doing with the bye week and all-star break, it's almost impossible to do to then have a round robin and whittle it down. So. Yeah, that's fair as that's well. another reason why they need it for. All right, let's circle back to some deadline talk. Frank, some big names on your trade targets board are flying off both Monaghan and Lindholm, both in that's the top That's number one five. and two. What are one we going to do? They're gone. So let's focus a little bit lower down the list. I want to talk about some sneaky ads, we'll call them. And I'm looking at the players 20 to 30 on your list. The forwards in that group are Jordan Greenway, Mike Hoffman, Jack Roslevic, Alex Tessier's in there, Kevin LeBanc, Jake Gensel. Trevor Zegras is at number 30. Jake There's, Gensel doesn't count as a sneaky ad. I know, That's but he's... he hit a, you in the face with a two-by-four. But he's on, He's in the... F- Final third of your list, we'll say. There's a couple of defensemen in there. just because we're not sure he's ready yet. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, when you look at that list of players from 20 to 30 on your trade targets, Merzlikens is in there, Sealer, Boquist, Peak, D'Angelo as well. Who's one guy you're looking at and going, they're going to start trending up now? They're, when the next trade targets comes out, maybe they're in the top half, not the bottom third. Well, I think what we're going to start to see now, and I was just talking about this on Leafs Morning Take, is... You're going to see, since the center position is getting decimated, you're going to see players with term start to be talked about. Hmm. You saw Scott Lawton's name hit the news yesterday. You know, you heard, uh, you've heard at varying points your man crush, Boone Jenner. Uh, that you, You're going to start to hear names like that because teams are going to sit back and say, wait a second, you look at the package for Lindholm, very expensive, First-round pick for Sean Monaghan. Wait, we're trading these pieces for rentals? We could just trade a similar package and get someone that will be in our lineup for the next two or three years. And that's the sort of calculus that's going to take place in a lot of front offices now is who can we pry loose from non-playoff teams that has some term? So players with term maybe the next layer to all of this because it's a fantastic uh, non-answer to your question too. Yeah, it's tremendous. It's great stuff. That's why you're Frank Servall. But but I would say like honestly, (laughs) I think part of the reason for that is I don't know how many true impact guys there are there. Yeah, like outside of Gensel, I look at that and I'm like, hey, Jordan Greenway probably doesn't excite that many contenders. I don't think Mike Hoffman really does either. Those defensemen, 
I mean, the one that would stand out to me is Nick Sealer, but you've been saying for a while that you think Philly's really gunning to yep, re-sign him. Yeah, they're take another swing at re-signing him, yep. So I'm just not sure you're right how many true impact guys there are there outside of, I guess, Jake Gensel. I am a big Alex Tessier fan. I love that he can kill penalties. I love that he can bring offense to a bottom six. So that's maybe a guy I'd look at. Pending RFA, so he kind of fits the criteria of, like, comes with term because you control him. Yeah, another guy I think about is Jack Roslevic. I mean, yep. obviously super talented. Um he just has never been able to put it together, and I think a lot of people are asking, okay, so you had a shot in Winnipeg, then you come home to Columbus where you're from, mm-hmm. and you still can't do it. Like, when are you going to figure it out? And, you know, I'd have to think that he's not a guy that's in their long-term plans. Could he be someone that gets rejuvenated somewhere? Maybe. Daily Faceoff Live presented by Batano. Speaking of Batano, I'm going to have my picks for the skills competition and the All-Star game in a bit. Batano's got all the odds. But for now, Frank, we're going to get to our roundtable after a quick message from our friends at Seagram's VO Whiskey. My family's very own whiskey. Barrel-aged and set apart. Marked with VO. Artfully blended. Impeccably crafted. As a wedding gift to my son. For the bride and groom. And now, over a century later, from our very own family to yours, a legacy rooted in whiskey. Seagram's VO, growing deeper, reaching out, raising a glass to your legacy. Seagram's VO, make it your very own. Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com.
Welcome back to Daily Faceoff Live. Our roundtable today is delivered by DoorDash for a limited time. Our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 more. Promo code NATION25. Matt Larkin, Stephen Ellis, our boys from Daily Faceoff, joining us for a little mid-season awards. But before we do that, gents, a lot of news today. So what I'm going to do, I know you guys are chomping at the bit to give me some takes. I'll give you each 60 seconds to chew on one of these topics. Monaghan, McClellan, or best on best news. Matt, what do you want to dig into? I just really like the move for Sean Monaghan for the Winnipeg Jets. We saw this team a little bit exposed with Mark Shifley banged up. And I just like this idea of this arms race between these Canadian superpowers. Is this really happening? Am I dreaming right now? (laughs) We have the Vancouver Canucks ponying up for Elias Lindholm. We have the Jets now sort of answering back. That's what it felt like to me. And now is it like... uh, are the Edmonton Oilers on the clock? Is it their turn? Are we going to get another trade in the next couple days? I'm curious. Yeah, you're up, Ken Holland. Steven, what do you want to rant on? I'm a huge fan of the international hockey news here. I know a lot of people aren't a fan of the, the Four Nations idea. I love it. Any best-on-best best international hockey, I will watch any international hockey. I watched Bosnia win the Division Three B World Juniors this past week. Did Shout you out go- to Amal. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, so it, it's things like that. It's like I, I'm happy that we get to do this. I liked the last two Olympics. I didn't mind that there were no NHL players. But getting them back for 2026 and 2020, 2030 is huge. But, uh, the, you know, Four Nations, even though that's a smaller field, I still think it's going to be good hockey. It's a good opportunity to show what they could do. We, we still haven't got, like, Matthews versus McDavid at this point. We will now. You, you could see the U.S. and Canada play three times in a 10-day span. Yeah. In this Four Nations tournament. Why don't we get, That'd like, be a something. series between them, like, every like other year? Well, I mean, I think that would be – we do it for, for women's yeah. hockey. Why not just do – a seven-game series every two years, every five, whatever it is, mark it down and just play it at some point somewhere and do it in some cool places too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There don't have to be NHL cities. That You want to talk about growing the game. That's how you really grow there it. Go. Mm-hmm. Outdoors, that'd be awesome. Creating awesome. a real rivalry because right now I just we think we've been waiting for years to see it truly put to the test, best on best. I think the U.S. is going to push Canada hard, man, for real. All right, we're doing a little mid-season awards roundtable, but these are not the Hart Trophy and the Norris. These are awards that I've decided to create myself, and I brought you guys, the experts, in to give me your picks. The first one we got is Comeback Player of the Year. Frank, do you got a pick? I'm torn between Sean Monaghan and Jonathan Quick. I'm going to say Sean Monaghan because I just like reading the replies in my tweet (laughs) from last week where everyone said that anyone who gives up a first-round pick for Sean Monaghan is absolutely insane. I think I saw one well-respected member of the analytics community say um, that whoever gives up a first-round pick should be committed to an asylum. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think so either. And I would say because of that, Sean Monaghan essentially being left for dead in his career, that that will be my pick. Matt Larkin, comeback player of the year. Who you got? It's a current all-star guy with some amazing hair, Brock Besser. And it's amazing to think it took him this long to get his first 30-goal season, someone with a shot that good. It just felt like he was snake-bitten with injuries. Last year was sort of a nightmare, right? Everything went wrong. It felt like the Canucks could not give him away, at least from what I understand, at the trade deadline. And now he finally breaks through. At least from what I know, he sort of rededicated himself. He sat down with Rick Tockett, decided he wanted to be a better all-around player. Underlying metrics suggest there's a bit of puck luck, but either way, it's just a nice story. Brock Besser. Yeah, it, it really is. Everything he went through personally the last little while there, and you mentioned how long in his career it took him to get 30 goals. 
but then also how quick into the season he finally did get 30 goals. It's unbelievable. Contract kind of looks like a bargain. Right <laughs> it now. does. It look does. Like and it's one of those where it was an, it was an absolute anchor last yeah. year. Uh, Ellis, wrap us up. I'm going with Jonathan Druin in Colorado. I just think it's awesome to see the numbers he's been able to put up this year at over a 50-point pace right now. It's a really cheap contract. I think it's like 825 mm-hmm. or so. Um, so value guy there. Uh, but it's also nice to be able to see him smile again. You look at Montreal, and in those couple years were difficult, some off-ice things, and having him go out there playing with his good buddy and Nathan McKinnon, like, I didn't know if that was going to work again because that was like a decade ago. It was played. a sweet story, but it was like, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like we've seen other reunions that don't really work out, like Mitch Marner, Max Domi. Connor Brown, Connor McKinnon. <laughs> there you go. That's a good one. There you go. But this one here, I think it's just it's it's good to see that Druin hasn't completely lost it on the skill front. He could still put up good numbers, and what a value pick for the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, next one we have, and you know, it would tie in some of these potentially, but off-season move of the year. We're only halfway through the season, but you can pick out some pretty clear winners and losers. Connor Brown, again, would fall into this category being a loser, but in terms of good off-season moves, Matt, I'll let you go first. Who's your pick? I'm going to go Matt on Matt. Matt <laughs> Duchesne of the Dallas Stars. I was pretty skeptical about this move. I thought he'd be sort of a complimentary piece. We have him producing at a point-per-game rate, which has allowed Wyatt Johnston to jump up on that first line. Looks really spicy right now. And Matt Duchesne, just a confounding player over the course of his career. Kind of reminds me of Alex Kovalev, a guy who seems to play when he wants to, one year to the next, never the same player. Bought out, of course. It seemed like Barry Trotz didn't want passengers on that train. And he's proving everybody wrong. He's been very impressive this season. Which GM are you going to give some love to, Stephen, with your move of the season? I love the Alex Lyon signing in Detroit. I know you guys talked about that yesterday. But uh, just watching what Lyon has done this year has been a .922 save percentage. He's got some good analytics for a guy that they signed for just under a million dollars for two seasons. It also is, you know, there's a whole strategy in fantasy hockey to just not put much stock into your goaltenders because you can never trust them at any point. The fact that this guy could be the one that potentially leads them to a playoff spot, that what a signing for them. Uh, you know, one of the best statistical goalies in the league this year. No, last year, you know, 29 years old, goes and kind of saves the uh, Florida Panthers season late, uh, leads them to the playoffs, falls apart. It was like, okay, is that just a nice couple weeks story? No, this this might actually be a thing here. Goaltending is also voodoo. He could That's just the uh, switch could flip and he could be brutal for two months. I've stopped <laughs> scouting goalies because it's like, what's the point? Uh, Frank, wrap us up. Your offseason move of the year. Uh, I'm going to say the Winnipeg Jets making the PL Dubois trade. And I got it completely wrong. I thought for LA that this was a grand slam home run because Dubois picked LA. That's the place he wanted to go. They got him on what I think, you know, for someone that should be, you know, routinely between 75 and 85 points to kind of stack up your center position and go Kopitar, Dano, Dubois. Like I'm like, that's the makings of a true Stanley cup contender and I'm never really a big believer in trading quality for quantity. But when you consider the p- position that the Jets were in, dealing with a guy who everyone knew where he wanted to go, didn't have much leverage, and then to get three authentic NHL players back, I think that's a big reason why the Jets are where they are in the standings. It's not just Hellebuck and how ridiculous he's been and how well they've defended, but it's also been the Jets just kind of come at you in waves. And the addition now of Monaghan with all those pieces from L.A., you pull up their line chart on Daily Face on and it's like, damn, that is a very, very deep hockey club. Pierre-Luc Dubois may be someone who would fall into the all-disappointment category, and that's the third one I want to hit on with you guys. Steven, I'll let you go first on this. Uh, all-disappointment team. You can pick a player. You can pick a team. You can pick whatever the hell you want. There's no rules. I really wanted the Buffalo Sabres to be so much better this year. Oh, and, I know. And, you know, 
for me, I was looking at it and I thought Devin Levi at the start of the year should be in the AHL. Uh, I thought that, you know, you look at the record of goalies going from college to the NHL, it pretty much never happens right away. So I thought, you know, okay, let's see what they could do elsewise. Uh, I think, you know, I didn't expect Zach Benson to make the team out. And when he did, I'm like, okay, this is good. But, you know, Jack Quinn being injured as often as he had, this team just continuously throwing away wins against weaker teams in this league. I just, I wanted them to be a playoff team so badly. So to see them not even be a threat at this point, it's, they got too much talent. I know, and it makes you wonder, like, if it hasn't happened now, when's it going to happen for this Buffalo team? They've got a good, lot of good young guys coming up still, so, like, it's still like it's still early days. Like, maybe maybe I was just way too premature on this, thinking they would make the playoffs this year, but I just I thought the skill, the fun level of this team was going to be enough that they were just going to ride the high, and they haven't. Yeah, has not gone the way they intended. Matt, your pick for all disappointment. Well, my pal Frank here, he knows the pain of making a Stanley Cup pick and watching that team miss the playoffs. Happened with the Jets a couple years ago. I'm reliving this experience. The New Jersey Devils were my Stanley Cup pick, and their playoff odds are 20.1% last I checked. This team was absolutely stacked going into the season. You can blame some of the problems on injuries, but the goaltending has been an absolute disaster. Vitek Vanacek, Akira Schmidt really popped in the playoffs, and now he's literally in the AHL. To me, Within that, Timo Meyer in particular has been really disappointing. It's a player I love, a real power forward, kind of a throwback, does so many things well, physical, and it just isn't there. I don't know if he's playing through whatever injuries he's come back from, but he's not the same player. He's been being paid a lot of money, and I'm not worried about the Devils long term, especially if they get a goaltender, <coughs> UC Saros, uh, <laughs> but I think just this year it might not be happening, man. I, one of the best pure evaluators of talent I know, he's an assistant GM. I always call around the league and I try and before the season starts and I do my 32 bowl predictions, I always try and field some. Like, give me your craziest take of the year. And this guy was like, the Devils missed the playoffs. And I was like, huh? Ooh, come on. What? Like, everyone's big. I was like, no, seriously, like, let me know when you come back to reality. Like, what? What are you like? What? And so the fact that they're in that space, I don't think we properly evaluated Graves and uh severson leaving that that's left them in a in a hole that's compounded the goaltending problem mm-hmm. yeah. uh my d- all disappointment team is the sens um i thought they'd be a playoff team they've got all the core pieces you would think to be a successful team they waited way too long to make a coaching change the shane pinto suspension didn't help but that i don't think that changes their season and it just something's off i don't know what it is but they need a major shakeup for a group that I thought was ready to to be a solid playoff team for the next number of years. And now I just don't know what the future looks like because it's pretty murky. Yeah, it's funny. They remind me a little bit of the pre-Connor McDavid Edmonton Oilers, a team that had those high picks and people were constantly projecting success and did maybe a country club mentality sort of seep in when you had Eberle, Taylor Hall, all those guys were signed long-term without any success. Is that what's happening in Ottawa right now? Kind of feels like it. I mean, how many guys on $8 million deals do you need on one team that haven't proven? They, they've proven they're good players, but haven't proven anything mm-hmm. as a team. Yeah, if you would have told me beginning of the season that the Devils were going to be 20% chances of making the playoffs, I would have said you're probably on mushrooms or something, Matt Larkin. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Great had callback. To, had to wrap up with uh, with cool. that one. You guys doing your little joint thing, making TMZ headlines was quite something yesterday at the draft. Thanks for doing this, guys. Matt Larkin, Stephen Ellis. You can read their work at Daily Faceoff. You can listen to them on the Puck Police podcast. Have a good weekend, boys. Thanks, Thanks boys. Frank, a little hashtag ask DFO question based on what we saw last night at the draft. I know we were joking with Larkin and Els, but the Buble thing and all of that, that was funny afterwards. But give me one word to describe the event the NHL put on. Awkward. Yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, look, 
Every time we talked about this yesterday, they had an ability here to reinvent this draft, make it fun, make it interesting, make it some compelling entertainment and TV. First off, I think it's really hard for NHL players. Nathan McKinnon talked about this afterwards to be, it's not just to be on live TV and to be a personality. It's also to do it in front of 19,000 people at the same time. It's different than being on a stage at an, at a, you know, whatever, a venue that's different. In this case, I also think the NHL takes the weenie way out every time. Yeah. Make them make a hard decision. Don't put Matthews and Marner on the same team. Don't don't put McDavid and Dry. Make them draft each other. Have them go play somewhere else. It, Why can't we make it spicy for one time? And for the love of God, just ha- allow someone to pick last. I know. And like, if you want to soften the blow, ten thousand bucks to the players' charity, whatever. Uh, oh. it, it was it was classic NHL. Is my one word cheating yeah. kind of putting it into two words? I didn't love it. I had high hopes. And I feel like I was let down. Speaking of high hopes, Frank, I have high hopes for the skills competition tonight. I feel like it's going to mean something. And our friends at Patano have all the odds up. Patano.ca. The game starts now at Patano. Connor McDavid is the favorite at plus 550. Nate McKinnon at 7-1. to one. Nikita Kucherov, 8-1. to one. Those are your top three. But, Frank, I'm sliding all the way down the board. I'm going with the biggest long shot. William Nylander, home ice. He's got skill. That's the new juicy. contract. 14-1, to one, Frank. Give it to me. Yeah, that's. I love that. Love to see that. And, look. A really talented player too, yeah. like he, someone that that's eminently capable of winning this. Yeah, absolutely. So why not chase the juice? In terms of the All Star game itself, Team Matthews is the favorite plus two forty five. Team Hughes, Team McKinnon plus two seventy five. Team McDavid sandwich in the middle at plus two sixty. I'm going with the favorite here. Give me the hometown boys, Frank. I just feel like that could be the narrative this weekend. Yeah, and look, it probably will be. It usually is at most All Star. So yeah. let's go. Wrapping up the show with a little bit of garbage time for our friends at Wendy's and the Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. It's been kicking everyone's ass this week, but. Whether you're a loser in the pool or not, you can be a winner come lunchtime with Wendy's and the Wendy's app by ordering the new bacon portobello mushroom melt back for a limited time. Frank, what do you got for garbage time? I think it's garbage garbage that year in and year out at All-Star Weekend, when he decides to show up to play, Sidney Crosby doesn't get more heat from anyone. No one's ever critical of Sidney Crosby. Oh, he does so much for the game and does all these things that no one realizes. And that's great. He's been an unbelievable ambassador for hockey. But video surfaced of him skating on an outdoor rink in Montana, apparently enjoying some R&R yesterday. Why is it that every other NHL All-Star can show up and participate in the player draft, but Sidney Crosby doesn't, and no one says boo about it? It drives me absolutely insane, because if this were any other player at any point in time, they would be crushing him, saying, why are you too big for this? Yeah. And... I just don't understand why he doesn't get any heat. I remember last year, the second All-Star game I ever covered, and we were doing media day, all the players in their pods, and there was a thing that was like, whoa, Sidney Crosby's actually doing his media. No, and I was not. like... He didn't even get to Florida in time. They said, oh, he had plane issues. Yeah, and then get it all gets wiped away. Every single time, he doesn't show up. This is only his sixth or seventh All-Star game total. He's Connor played McDavid's in the league for more. 18 years. It's it's bananas. Sid, we know you don't like it, but at least try and pretend a little bit. You can suck it up for 24 hours is uh, kind of my thing on that. Uh, that is a wrap on today's edition of Daily Phase Off Live. Big shout out to everyone in the YouTube. Big thanks to everyone here at Sponsorship X who help us put on an amazing event. And enjoy All-Star Weekend, hockey fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.